0: Answers Magazine, volume 16.1, page 30. Crystal Clear Confirmation of a Young Earth by Dr. Andrew A. Snelling. Can the size of a crystal further confirm the timescale in God's Word? According to evolutionists, when you wipe the sandwich crumbs off your granite countertops, you're wiping your hand over what they tell us takes up to a million years to form. But in results from a recent study, Those large crystals that glisten in your granite countertop have scientists facing the flaws in their evolutionary assumptions about how long it takes for granite to form, cool, and crystallize. Crystal size is usually linked to how fast or slowly magma, molten rock, cools. Lavas erupt from volcanoes and cool rapidly, within minutes to days, to form basalts, which consist of minute crystals mostly only visible under a microscope in contrast evolutionary scientists believe that magma that cools and crystallizes deep underground cools more slowly over 100,000 to 1 million years to form granite and other rocks with visible crystals typically up to half an inch or so a centimeter or more long of course scientists have never actually observed this process but in an October 2020 study published in Nature Communications, Rice University Houston graduate student Patrick Phelps and geology professor Sintai Lee reported their research results that demonstrated large crystals, including crystals that are gemstones, grow in granite within minutes to hours. Though it shocked these researchers, biblical creationists see this study as further confirmation of the biblical timescale, which puts the Earth's creation only about 6,000 years ago and the Global Flood when many granites formed just over 4,300 years ago. A pegmatite puzzle Large crystals and gemstones frequently grow in pegmatites, which are relatively small, thick, and long vein-like bodies that often form associated with granites. A lot of water is dissolved under pressure in the magma from which granite forms. As the magma cools, The feldspar and quartz that crystallize to form granite do not soak up that water, nor most of the rare elements such as lithium and germanium. The leftover magma becomes increasingly concentrated with water and rare elements, making the magma very fluid and easily squeezed into cracks in the surrounding rocks, which are then forced open by pressure. In the cracks, the leftover watery magma crystallizes and cools very rapidly. To produce the pegmatite but here's the puzzle pegmatites often contain some of the largest known crystals the study focused on crystals in the stewart pegmatite of the Paula district just north of san diego southern california this pegmatite which is up to 164 feet or 50 meters wide is mined for its quality tourmaline gemstones and valuable element minerals such as spodumene a major source of lithium for cell phone batteries in large crystals up to 4 inches, or 10 centimeters long, and even longer. But those don't come close to the largest known crystals. For example, the Eta pegmatite associated with the Harney Peak granite of Mount Rushmore, near Rapid City, South Dakota, holds a world record for the largest single crystal, a spodumene crystal 42 feet, almost 13 meters long, and an estimated 37 tons, or 33.5 tons. So how could such large crystals grow from a rapidly crystallizing, short-lived watery magma? How crystals grow in the Stewart pegmatite, Phelps and Lee closely examined several large zoned crystals of quartz, SiO2 or silica, the same as window glass, including one measuring half an inch or 12 wide by over one inch or 25 millimeters long. These crystals came from chimney-like cavities branching upward from the very coarse-grained core zone of the pegmatite body, where some of the largest exotic crystals are located. Using a laser beam instrument, they analyzed the trace elements across different zones in the crystals, confirming that the zones formed because of varying concentrations of these trace elements. To determine the crystal growth rates, they considered two key variables— the likelihood of the trace elements being brought into the crystals from the host fluids, and how quickly each of these trace elements is brought into the crystals. The other key aspects contributing to the crystal growth rates would be the high concentrations of trace elements in the watery leftover magma, plus the rapid turbulent flow of this watery magma into this pegmatite's chimney-like cavities. In the watery mixture, these leftover elements can move around much faster, and their diffusion rates are faster in such fluids, which tend to flow more quickly. So when crystals start forming, elements can get to them sooner, which means they can grow more rapidly. With these principles, the investigators modeled the possible growth rates of these crystals based on the concentrations of trace elements in the leftover watery magma from which these crystals grew. They then compared their models to their actual measurements of the trace element concentrations in the crystal zones. Rethinking millions of years. Using this known chemistry and physics, as well as sound math, these scientists discovered that crystal cores had grown 0.4 to 4 inches, or 10 to 100 millimeters, per day, and the outer zones had grown 3 to 33 feet, or 1 to 10 meters, per day. They concluded that the cores, in the quartz crystals they investigated, would have grown in fewer than three hours and the outer zones in less than four minutes. Furthermore, the largest crystals found in pegmatites would have grown in just days, and similar gemstones such as tourmaline and emerald would also have grown in hours. Phelps said, I remember saying, is this feasible? I don't think this is right. Because in my head, I was still kind of thinking about a thousand-year timescale, and these numbers were meaning days or hours. Such rapid growth rates of these pegmatite crystals may seem outrageous and extraordinary to these scientists with a slow and gradual mindset. However, independent studies have already demonstrated that similar rapid growth rates produce some large crystals in certain granites and some volcanic rocks. So, the growth of large crystals in as little as minutes is well-demonstrated and well-known from experiments, whereas this study is significant for determining such fast growth rates for naturally grown crystals. Can these results also be applied to the growth of all the crystals in granites, thus necessitating the granites themselves formed within days? Yes, this same research strategy should now be used on crystals in granites, because there is much other evidence to demonstrate granites and their crystals could have formed within days. Indeed, evolutionists are willingly ignorant of and suppress so much evidence around the globe for the Genesis Flood cataclysm. After all, its catastrophic watery conditions were unlike anything scientists have ever witnessed. Careful scientific research continues to confirm what God's inerrant word teaches about the true history of the Earth. Even when wiping the crumbs off our countertop, we can remember that God never lies. Titus chapter one, verse two. And we can trust his written word, the Bible, as our absolute authority in everything. Dr. Andrew A. Snelling holds a PhD in geology from the University of Sydney and has worked as a consultant research geologist in both Australia and America. Author of numerous scientific articles Dr. Snelling is now Director of Research at Answers in Genesis US.